First and Goal with Brian Weber and Nick Ferguson is live 1 to 8 p.m. every Sunday throughout the season. The NFL is on. Tune in. Now let's talk Redskins. Washington losing to Minnesota today, 38-30. to So Washington, 4-5. and Let's dissect the game with Grant Paulson, one of the leading talk show hosts in our nation's capital, 106.7 The Fan in D.C. Grant, thanks for taking the time. So other than, I'm sure, enjoying a historic moment, probably never believed you see Case Keenum throw four touchdown passes. What stood out to you in this game? Well, I thought the Vikings had a philosophy and a plan that they executed beautifully, Brian, and it just worked particularly in the first half, they were five for their first five trips in the red zone and had amassed 35 points to take an 18-point lead in the middle of the third quarter, at which point they kind of hit a rut and regressed to the mean sum. Keenum would throw two interceptions in the second half to keep the Redskins in the game, both hauled in by D.J. Swearinger, one returned inside the five. So there was a chance for Washington to come back and play a one-possession game late, but the Vikings had two weeks to prepare coming off a bye, and it looked it. They were one step ahead of the Redskins all day long. Adam Thielen went for 150 yards receiving. Stephon Diggs caught a touchdown, had a 51-yard reception to set up another score. And you mentioned Keenum on a four-touchdown day. They moved him around in the pocket, play-action, bootleg work. Uh, he didn't really have to make all that many challenging throws, but he extended some plays and uh, threw some rhythm passes uh, in, in some timing patterns in rhythm and he was just pitching and catching for about two and a half quarters grant nick ferguson here you know the washington redskins were able to slow down the minnesota vikings in the second half of the game but let's go back to that second quarter 21 points if you're coach gruden what do you go back to the drawing board with and talk to your defense because to me giving up that many points in just one quarter that that was really bad so how does he move forward from here yeah, so Nick, I think a couple of things. First of all, the 21 points were crippling, obviously, and that's where the game was probably lost. The offense didn't help him. Kirk Cousins had a fairly clean performance as far as big mistakes go, but he made one bad throw, and it was a bad interception, and it was returned inside the five. Uh, and the touchdown right before the half, so the third score, the 21 points in the second quarter you allude to, was partially because of that interception. Now, the, the big problem and the coachable moment for Gruden and his defensive coordinator, Greg Minuski, there is you've got to be able to hold a team. I mean, Minnesota's red zone offense this year has been bad. They've really struggled. And oftentimes, when you've got a quarterback like Keenum, no disrespect to him, who's not an elite player and, and isn't going to necessarily elevate the talent around him, those guys, as you get closer to the goal line, do struggle some because they're not you know, your big-time passers who fit the ball accurately into small windows. But today, the Redskins just couldn't have any red zone answers. And I think that would have been what they needed to do differently, what they'll try to next week in New Orleans and in the coming weeks is you got to hold the field goals. And when Minnesota's been inside the 25 times and they've got 35 points instead of around 20, that's the big issue. Spotlighting the Redskins with Grant Paulson from 106.7 The Fan in Washington, D.C. Grant, we know no excuses in professional sports, but if we're factoring in injuries – How much do you think Washington's been set back with a myriad of significant aches and pains? Well, there's no doubt. I mean, this is a team that's walking wounded right now. Frankly, though, they had a lot worse injury problems to overcome one week ago in Seattle when they won. And that's why I think today it's a little bit harder to chalk up the loss to the setbacks. Now, you could say maybe they just had the uh, every man fighting with that one last gasp, no one giving us a chance philosophy on the road in Seattle compared to being at home, a more winnable game where you were just a one-and-a-half-point dog 
this week, but they are without their two best defensive linemen, Jonathan Allen, Matt Ioannidis, draft picks each of the last two years, including a top 20 pick this past year out of Alabama and Allen. They're without starting inside linebacker Mason Foster, second in the team in tackles. They were playing today without one of their really good, young, talented secondary members. Monte Nicholson, a fourth-round pick, was become a starter for them with speed at safety opposite Swearinger. Uh, and in addition to that, even before the last few weeks in those injuries, they don't have their best nose tackle, Phil Taylor. They don't have one of their starting outside linebackers, Trent Murphy. So I'm sure there's a lot of teams around the league that can say that they are the walking wounded. But when you're the Redskins and you're struggling on third down, you don't have Jordan Reed and Jamison Crowder's playing hurt. And uh, you last week were without four of your five starting offensive linemen. And this week had two of those linemen missing some time as part of a rotation because they're not a hundred percent. It makes it tough to beat a six and two Vikings team. But as you said, they don't get to use that excuse. They're four and five. They go to New Orleans. The Saints won't feel bad for them. If they can find a way to win that game, their schedule gets much more favorable in the last six weeks. Well, I know a lot of teams are dealing with injuries at this stage of the season. And you, you talked about Jamison Crowder. No Jordan Reed. He was inactive today. But Crowder and, and Davis both had uh, 76 yards apiece. And they still have some, some weapons on of that team and at the disposal for Kirk Cousins. But Josh Doxson, I mean, he showed that he can make some plays for him. You know, why hasn't uh, Coach Gruden found more ways to kind of get him more involved and getting more touches, being as though you beat up on the offensive side of the ball? Nick, it's a great question. It's something I wonder all the time. I'd like to see them four-speed him a little bit more than they do. I think he's got a pretty special skill set. He's not a refined, complete receiver yet. If you watch him at games, you know, from up top in the press box, he's not open all the time. He's, he doesn't always run precise routes, but I like just getting guys like him involved with some smoke bubble screens and throwing the ball out to him and letting him make defenders miss, throwing him a goal ball or two and trying to let him out leap a defender. He had a 50-plus yard touchdown catch this season over top of David Emerson of the Raiders that way last week, set a winning score in the final minute with a lunging 40-yard grab at the goal line. And he's a, a acrobatic player, and he's a, just athletic, vertical leaper down the field. That's why they drafted him in the first round at a TCU. I think they're starting to trust him more. This week, he had the most targets he's ever had, had the most catches he's had. Uh, should have had a five-catch game with a touchdown, slipped and fell in the end zone on a play where he was wide open and the throw came right at him, and he was on his butt, so he couldn't catch it. Uh, but there's still some of those kind of blooper moments that kid-wide receivers have that he's trying to iron out of his game. He lost most of his rookie year last year to injury, so he's kind of behind the eight ball in some ways. I think that's part of it, but I do think you'll see him more and more involved as this year goes along. Grant, we enjoy your work. I listen all the time online. Hope you can join us on NFL No Huddle. We'll talk more about the Redskins and the future of Kirk Cousins in the coming weeks here on the NFL on TuneIn. Thanks very much. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. Keep up the good work. The NFL is on TuneIn. First and goal with Brian Weber and Nick Ferguson. Hear every score as it happens live every Sunday throughout the season from 1 to 8 p.m. Eastern.